afternoon and good night to welcome back to the hip-hop cloverleaf podcast i am your host my name is ec and today we have another appreciation type of episode for the one and only french montana keep it locked y'all Yo, 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 welcome back to the Hip Hop Club Believe podcast for Leaves for Elements. Y'all know the drill. Hey, today I got another episode, one of those types of episodes where we're going to appreciate a certain artist. And man, so I got this idea lately. I, I've been seeing a lot of things on the internet. Um, I just saw a meme not a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday. I don't even remember. But I saw a meme uh, about French Montana. So the meme said something along the lines of, can you name four, I forgot what the number was, 10, 10 French Montana songs that are, are top hits or something like that without features? So basically, you know, one of those memes where that goes around just making fun of. But but this this has been an ongoing thing for, I don't know, a couple of years now uh, or more. You know, I've seen a lot of things going around for French Montana. And I thought, man, why not just dig into his, his career and see what he's all about? Because you know what? To be honest, I'm not a big French Montana fan. Um, never really was a huge one, but I do respect him. I do respect what he brings to the game and how long he's done it. I I didn't really know how long he's really been doing it. You know, the last, I don't know, the early beginnings of French Montana that I can remember is um, shit. Honestly, it was a while ago. <laughs> it was it was when, the, you know, the, the Drakes was coming out, the Big Sean's around that time. That's what I remember, I think, the first time I ever heard him. Um, but I'm going to get into one of the songs that also that I that I really like from him. But first, I just want to dig into his, you know, his career, how he started, how he came up, the things he's done. Because he's done some pretty important shit. And I think a lot of people might not know. Um, I know a lot of people like to clown on him. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Is that 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 ad lib that he does? Um, and it sounds kind of like there's a couple of other rappers that have similar ad libs, but you know, ad libs are another thing about rappers that I think are interesting. They it adds that depth to their music. Um, you know, I'm a big ad lib dude when it comes to music. I, I love hearing that shit. I don't know. Sometimes it sounds silly for sure, but I think, I think it's dope. It's unique to, to certain rappers. So, so anyways, we're going to get into French Montana. So if y'all don't, if y'all didn't know. He's actually from Morocco. He was born and raised in Morocco. He was raised in, well, he was raised there for until like his teen years. And then he came to the Bronx in New York. And that's where he kind of grew up. Wow. Excuse. This is this rain is crazy. But we're going to keep it rocking, y'all. Um, so he's actually, he signed, I believe he's still signed with Puff Daddy's 
bad bad boy records um but we gonna we gonna we gonna dig into how he got there so like i said he grew up around i think the outskirts of casablanca morocco that's a dope ass name for a city by the way until around the years of 13 and then he came to the bronx uh one thing i love about his come up is that he grew up playing soccer which is really dope not a you don't hear a lot of you know okay so hip-hop has a lot of basketball culture for sure um, you hear football references, baseball here and there, but I feel like one of the sports that doesn't get talked about a lot is soccer. And, you know, I'm a big fan. I know it's the number one sport in the world, but for some reason in America, it's not as appreciated, unfortunately. Um, by the way, um, Kanye just, in his newest album, he has a line about, I think, Messi, if I remember right. So shout out to Kanye. But yeah, he grew up playing soccer and then um, eventually he, you know, he got into rap um, and those were like his his childhood hobbies coming up um, in the mid 1990s. He left Morocco and he came to, to New York, to South Bronx. And um, that's where where he, um, you know, he, he he was more involved into the rap culture, into the hip hop culture, the New York culture. And that's why, you know, you can hear that in his in his music and the way he talks and all, and all of that. And I think that's that's something important to, to note because, you know, New York is the Mecca, the Mecca of hip hop. So, yeah, that's where he was at. So French Montana began, 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 I can't even talk right now, began his um, his rap career as a battle rapper. Believe it or not, um, you might not hear that in his music. He's not really like I wouldn't say he's like very lyrical um, in the sense of like battle rap or anything like that. But that's that's how he came up. You know, a lot of rappers came up in the battle rap that didn't necessarily translate into the music that they make, uh, which I think is interesting as well. But um, in around 2002, he created a series of street DVDs that they were called Cocaine City. And now this is huge because he got this inspiration by the Smack DVDs. And I don't know if you guys remember. Um, depends how old you are. I barely remember these. I was very little. When these were around but the smack dvds it's a big thing in hip-hop uh they were a big thing in hip-hop back in the day and it, it was like that i don't know it, it, it's really i can't describe it more of like than just saying it's real hip-hop like it's 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 <laughs> that's how i would describe it it's just hip-hop and and it's dope it was smack dvds were coming around that time so well before french right before french's time and so he got this idea of creating the cocaine city uh, dvds and these this is a big thing in his career this is pretty much why he got to where he's at right now it, it, it started every, his main career for him and, and it's pretty dope how, how, how he did all that um so basically he he by the way he was called young french back in the day and so he used the dvds as a means of showcasing his talent and that was his main thing back then and then as he was like an underground artist he wasn't known as well um as he is now of course and so he he would put it in his original music on there his original freestyles um he would put on col collaborations with other artists on there um one thing that that stands out or not that stands out but that's dope about the first the first dvd of the series that he ever um had he had remy ma on there young remy and um a cat named Wee kirkland if you don't know Wee kirkland is he was he was like a streetball player back in new york and he was he was known he was well known back in the day as mm, allegedly he was a, a drug kingpin as well um so 
yeah, yeah, big big figure in New York with Remy Ma in there. I think that's 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 what that's dope how he got in, in tapped with with those artists back in the day. Um, so he quickly these DVDs gained a lot of attention. It quickly quickly grew into some of the top selling street DVDs back in the day, and so he started this in around two thousand two. Uh, and I think I believe the last one was I don't know around 2010 era. You know that's around the era where I remember hearing him. Uh, so it was a total of 14 volumes. Uh, multiple spinoffs, like spinoff films, came off came from these. So like I said, a huge huge success back in the day. He had a big, he created a big buzz off of these, which were really dope. Um, and one thing to note, in around 2003, French was actually shot. Um, I don't know the details of. of of the whole thing but it's crazy man any rapper that gets shot basically gets that street cred right <laughs> i would i would believe so so 2007 french montana releases debut mixtape french revolution volume one and this was the start of a whole series of mixtapes um he has a lot more mixtapes than he does album currently right now which is crazy um well i don't know if it's too crazy because back in the day mixtapes were the shit like they were the thing to do um, a lot of his collaborations in these mixtapes included, uh, when actually in the first mixtape included Uncle Murda, Jay Mills, Maserati Fox, and Tony Yayo from G Unit. G Unit. Uh, the track "Quarter to Eight was the first of many collaborations with Rick Ross. Later down the line, um, Rick Ross and and friends they became good, you know, rap friends, I guess you could say, and you know they they've made a lot of collaborations to this day, which is dope. Uh, French Montana actually, he befriended Max B. So if you don't know who Max B is, you need to do your research on him um, and what what he brought. And by the way, um, Fifty Cent has a show currently, the BMF series. I think it just started not too long ago. I haven't watched it yet. I'm still watching the the Power, uh, not the first one, the not even the second one, the third one, the Raising Canaan. I've, I've been watching that shit. If you guys haven't watched. The Power Series, they're pretty dope. Yasha will go watch. So shout out to 50. He's, he's, he's killing it in that in that aspect, uh, the TV game, the, the show game. But anyways, he, uh, he created the BMF Series, which is, I, I've been wanting to get on that. Uh, but anyways, yes, French Montana and Max B, um, they released a collab, collab mixtape called Coke Wave back in 2009. Um, and then a few years later, Max B's mixtape Quarantine was released as well. Um yeah, so the, these guys are, are, are very, very close. French was actually included in XXL's freshman class of 2012. See, I remember the freshman class. Well, there's, I think it's still going around. Oh, it is. It is. I just remember seeing, like, the roster. But I'm, I haven't been in tune the last few years. I, I really, I'm not really in tune until the new, the new rappers coming up that are not known yet. Um, so I've been, I've been really, I need to tap into those just because I feel like there's, there's always going to be dope talent and every year, well, <laughs> I don't know if about every year, but there's going to be dope talent. Um, you know, you just got to look for it. But I remember the, the double XL, I was huge on those back in the day. Um, damn, it's just some, some dope rappers, some legendary rappers came out from, from these double XLs. And then, but there was also some rappers that that were in the in the list in various years and different years and and didn't really pop off or didn't really have a great career. You you would say, um, but yeah, man, I re I remember those. Y'all remember those? They they were really dope. Uh, but he was in the 2012 one, and at that time he had already been signed to Bad Boy Records. And 
So this is the this is the song I was telling y'all about. Shot Collar by, by French Montana. That one's classic French Montana song to me. Um and it's the one the one that I remember listening to all the time. And that one was popping back in the day. And to this day, you know, it's in one of my playlists. I have a lot of playlists on my phone. But it's it's on maybe it's on a couple of them, actually. But it's it's a dope ass song if y'all haven't listened to that shit. It's it's dope. Um and he had just signed a joint venture at that time with Bad Boy and Maybach Music Group. So, yeah, the fucking two two of the biggest labels around at the time. Um, y'all don't know who Harry Fraud is? Harry Fraud, the producer. Uh, I would say his tag, but I don't want to say it right now. But yeah, he 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 formed a, a a partnership with Harry Fraud. He has a lot of songs with him. I think they've created albums together. Um, but it's it's pretty pretty dope i like harry fraud as a producer he, he's produced a lot of um rick ross joints as well some some of dave east shit he, he has a certain sound that that you can tell is him you know besides besides his tagline but i, I feel like he has a certain sound that that's very noticeable um but it, it's funny harry fraud tells the story of how how you met french and i gotta i gotta tell it, it it's um so they met at a studio session um, let me read something that says here, Fred, Fred, fraud, recall, Harry fraud recalls recording a song for someone with French Montana happened to have a guest feature on. So he was recording with someone else, but he heard French on the feature and in an unusual turn of events, the building was raided by police after a tip off that they were counterfeiting Gucci and Louis Vuitton purses being manufactured at the, at the, at the, at that building. So having lost, they lost that studio spot. And anyways, later down the line, Fred, Fred, I keep saying Fred, Fraud went went to go and he built his own studio. And eventually, um, he he invited French French over to his studio, and they just started making music together. So Fraud himself, he comes from a, a musical background. Um, he's he's um he he's I don't know. There's, there's no other way to describe him, but he, he's really dope. Uh, there's a song called New York Minute, and that was the first collab between Fraud, Jadakiss, and French Montana, and it ended up on French Montana's fifth mixtape in 2009. Um, and you know it, it blew up. Uh, French being a, like a street dude with Jadakiss, another J- street dude, legendary dude, um, blew up. And so from there, the, his mixtapes were popping off. He created a big buzz around around new york and it was it was spreading around the, the u.s and around the world um so yeah the coke wave mixtapes were, were really dope i remember those um and like i said the the, the song shot collar is one of his most successful songs to this day um and it be, that came out in around 2012 era fucking dope and actually he eventually signed to akon convict music yeah around 2008 or 2009 somewhere around there and which is crazy it's another fact that i didn't really know until i did this research um so shout out to akon man he's uh i think I re- i've said this before but it's it's dope to to put it on notice that akon has lit up literally lit up a whole city in africa he i don't know he donated like millions of dollars um, and it's just to bring electricity to a certain town in, in Africa, which I think is really dope. So shout out to Akon. Um, I feel like a lot of, you know, I'm not going to say it. people do what they want with their own money. But shout out to Akon for, for doing that shit. That's that's some, um, some real commendable shit.
down the line, uh, French would befriend a lot of Southern rappers like 3-6 Mafia, Gucci Mane. Uh, he even had a close, he's not from um, from the South, but with Fat Joe, he, he created, a, a, they're like good friends to this day. Um, Waka Flocka, actually, so, so Waka Flocka, you know, everybody knows Waka from back in the day. Um, but around that time, he was buzzing as well. And actually, Waka's mom, she, what's her name? Her name, what's her name? Right, somewhere around here. Um, damn, I forget her name. But she's actually, uh, oh, Deborah Antony. I think that's her name, Deborah Antony. Um, yeah, she, she's a manager. So she would manage a lot of uh, different artists back in the day. And I think she's still a manager, uh, a rapper man manager, I guess you can call it. Um, he would manage Gucci Mane, OJ the Juiceman. Um, he even the Lex Luger, the the producer, uh, and 808 Mafia team as well. And formerly he he she even managed Nicki Minaj. So she she's big. She's she's known around the game for sure. Uh, not just as Waka Flocka's mom. She was actually on first in the game before even Waka, uh, which I think is dope. Shout out to her. Shout out to Waka Flocka. <laughs> I didn't like him back in the day, but um, you know. I, now in this day in 2021 i respect what he did um he was popping back in the day he's not so much popping now but you know he had his run and i think he had a huge run back in the day actually which i think is is really dope um but yeah he, he even um with memphis rappers he, he he um he would get on get on songs with them like juicy j project pat um you know legendary dudes from from over there um and like i said florida rapper rick ross he also he would also collaborate a lot with with French, so just, I just want to put that on notice, man. French is he's really tapped into the game. Uh, he has been from the beginning, which I think is is fucking dope, man. Um, like I said, I'm not a huge French fan of his music, but I'm I'm a fan of of the the way he came up, um, the things he's done in hip hop, which is it's commendable, man. A lot of people. <laughs> They do make fun of his songs. Uh, they make fun of, you know, I don't know, a bunch of shit. But, you know, that's the internet. They're going to make fun of everybody. It's just, that's just the internet. That's just, that's just how it is, man. So that's going to be the show for today. Subscribe to our pod if you like what you hear. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HH. Cloverleaf. Stay tuned to our next episode. Shout out to all the hip hop heads. Shout out to all of our listeners. Thank y'all for rocking with me. I'm going to be signing off now. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with us. And we appreciate that. This is Hip Hop Cloverleaf. Peace. <laughs>